0: And Welcome to the Punk Authority Podcast. This is the World Juniors Championship playoff preview. And on the phone with me now is our prospects analyst, David Sess. David, thank you for taking the time.
1: Happy to be here.
0: All right. So let's start off. I mean, the World Juniors, they're in a month from now. They're being played across the country on the western end of Canada. Uh, but there's plenty of prep that's been going into this the CIBC Canada Russia series here in the eastern side of the country. Uh, there's one more showcase happening against the U Sports All Stars in Oakville. Uh, so let's talk about. Um, difference makers that, we're, that we've been seeing and who we'll continue to see going into the World Juniors uh, and obviously by popular request we start off with Team Canada led by Dale Hunter and Andre Torghini head coach of the Ottawa 67s who is one guy that you like from there that we could see really lead the charge for Team Canada going into the World Juniors
1: you know this is a tough one I mean Team Canada they they've got depth all around but if I had to pick one guy right now You know, I want to say Alexis Lafreniere because I think that, you know, they're going to be putting him on the first line. And I think Joe Valino may be his line mate. And I think both of them are going to be fantastic. But I really think this is Valino's chance. I mean, sorry, this is Lafreniere's chance. Everyone knows he's going to be the first overall pick, but he will silence all the doubters here and have just a monster uh, world juniors right now. He already has experience there from last year and now he will get an even bigger chance and he will really cement, prove to the world for any doubters that are saying, you know, maybe it's Byfield, or even those few that are saying Lucas Raymond could um, be first overall, you know, he is going to solidify his spot at first overall. And I think he's just going to have a monster year.
0: Right. Lafreniere is someone who has already stood out in the QMJH out for the Ramoski Oceanic. Uh, he's really arguably been uh, quite the hefty goal scorer. Um, he's been one of the best players there for years now.
1: So this is his year. I think he's probably the best player on that team. So I really do think that, you know, right now, he is going to step in and have just a great
0: tournament right away and really be that difference maker for Team Canada. Right. Now, uh, playing Team Canada in the CBC Canada-Russia series, never mind the Team WHL and the QMJHL, was Team Russia, who arguably one can say was led by Vesely Pudskolzin, who is also already drafted in the National Hockey League. Can we talk about uh, a difference maker, whether that's him or not, uh, for Team Russia going into the World Juniors? You know, Colson
1: you know, one of the most polarizing prospects last year. He's a top three talent, but was just never able to produce at that level. And when you're looking right now at who would be Team Russia's biggest difference maker, I don't think it really will be Pukolzin. I think there's a chance that Pukolzin really could make the difference, but I don't see him being that guy. I think if I had to pick one guy right now who I really think is going to, who has a chance to bring uh, Team Russia to the finals, I'm going to say Yaroslav Askarov, who's also 2020 draft eligible. I mean, there are some solid Russian goaltenders that he's going to have to fight for a roster spot, but if he can make that roster, which... I would be surprised if he didn't. He will be that team starting goaltender, and he has the potential to carry that team on his back. Russia's already a pretty skilled team, but I mean, he has succeeded in every level he's played. He just made his KHL debut today as a 17-year-old, which is not something that many people could say they did, especially as a goaltender, so, and he won. So he was great today. I mean, he's been playing against men pretty much the entire season in the VHL, and he's been amazing. I think this is his year. He can carry this team on their backs and get uh, Russia to the finals.
0: Right. Well, Russia is an impressive country on its own of uh, players and perhaps what many might call a stacked roster. So is Team Finland, who is uh, broken in and one way or another into the National Hockey League. And when we look at uh, guys from Team Finland, I mean, you're seeing in the in the NHL, Capo Kako, just to lead by example with the New York Rangers. So, with that in mind, who are we seeing as a standout currently on Finland's roster? uh, Who could be looking to do some damage come the World Juniors at the end of December?
1: You know, I look if Capo Kako is released from the Rangers and the Rangers allow him to actually come to the tournament, then. But right now, Finland doesn't strike me as a team that's going to have this big. game-breaking talent. I think they're a very well-rounded team. I think if you're going to look at who has a chance to really stand out, I think Anton Lundell is going to be great. Uh, I think the defense is definitely going to make a difference. I think uh Hinola is going to be um, really important for this team. And I think if I had to pick a difference maker right this second, it would probably be Hinola. But, I mean, there are multiple guys on that team that have been great. I mean, you look at Patrick Pustola. um Anthony Honka, I mean, Miko Kokunin, I thought would definitely be a lock for this roster, especially after making it last year, but I'm not too sure. He really has been struggling in the league with just one point this season. So I think maybe he makes the roster, but I don't consider him the difference maker that if you asked me last year, maybe I would have thought he would be. Um, Another guy who I definitely think has a shot to really surprise a lot of people would be um, Arizona draft pick. How do you say his name? Um... Name I can never figure out how to say. Uh, Mat- Matthias McKelly or Maselli. I think he he's been amazing in the league of the season, playing against men. He has I think 16 points yeah, or 17 points in 20 games in his D plus one season, which is just fantastic right off the bat. I think he actually has a great, a really good chance to be a real difference maker for that team and probably a top six guy and. I mean, there's definitely going to be some players, I think, for Finland that have a chance that are going to be important, but I don't see Finland having that game-breaking
0: talent. Right, but uh, what what you've also mentioned um, off the record is that, again, team... Well, well, Finland might not be one to make it. Team Germany, on the other hand, might be one. Why is that?
1: Well, before I get into that, I want to go back on Finland for a second. It's not that Finland doesn't have game-breaking talent. What I'm trying to say is that when you look at that whole roster, I don't think there's going to be one player that's just gonna dominate over everyone else. I think they're really they're gonna be a very um, they're gonna be a team oriented roster. You know, it's not gonna be one guy that's going to take control of the game. I think they're gonna be very reliant on one another. I think the team is gonna work really well together and that's why they're gonna go far and try to contend for another title like last year. And now on the side with Germany, Germany is entering the tournament after being in the, um, being down a level last year. And Germany's actually got a lot to be excited about. I mean, you look at sixth overall pick, uh, Moritz Seider. He has been great in the AHL this season, playing games, men with 11 points, and I believe 22 games, 23 games. I think he's definitely going to be a big part. He, If there is one difference maker on that team, it probably will be him on the back end, and then I think Tim Stutzel on the... Um, offensive side because he's been dominant in the um, Germany's men's league this season. And, you know, he will definitely be on the roster and there's no question about that. He is uh, cementing himself as a top five pick, which is just crazy to see the new uh, increase of talent with Germany. And I think it's hard to pick one of those two guys that are going to really be that difference maker. But I think, you know, Sider has that leadership experience. He played in the world championships last year too. So I think when you look at it from an all around perspective of, you know, leadership, um um the mentality, the um calmness going in. I give it to Cider, but I do think is going to be probably the top scorer on that team.
0: Stutzel's been mentioned by our very own Joseph Stanislau, who, our New Jersey Devils writer as someone uh who is gonna be a standout. However, uh Sunaya Sapergi, who is an ath- editor at, at The Athletic, has talked a lot about um the other player on the other hand. And so uh that being more Cider. Um so again it's a uh, it's an uneven balance here as to who, who might make it. They, but they, mo- they both might make it. They're both wickedly talented. And they will both make that roster.
1: I don't think there's a question there. I think both those two make the roster, but when you're looking at which one's going to have the biggest impact, I definitely think that Stutzel is going to be the team's leading scorer. I think he will, t- you know, he will, probably be the most dynamic offensive player on that team but when you look at who's going to be the most important overall i think cider based on the fact that you know he could put up points very well he's a great playmaker but he's so important in his own zone and germany is not necessarily the most talented team i mean they're going to be playing some powerhouse teams but and you know he's going to be relied upon a lot to try to limit the offensive um Dynamo's that is teams like Canada and the U.S. and Sweden and Finland. You know he's going to be relied upon a lot to really try to shut down guys like Alexis Lafreniere and guys like um, Cole Caulfield, Alex Turcotte, and Trevor Zegras on the U.S. team. So I think he's going to be more important in terms of his all-around game.
0: Right. And before we dig further into team Team U.S. led by uh, USA Hockey, an uh, independent organization much like Hockey Canada, let's talk about Team Sweden. Uh, who perhaps could make their mark on on this upcoming competition. What are your thoughts there with the World Juniors uh, and the impact they might make?
1: You know, I think Sweden going into this um, tournament has the best defense out of any team. I mean, they have such such a strong defensive unit that there are some great defenders that won't even be able to make this. I think Broberg, Soderstrom, they're on the team. That's just my guess right there. Tobias Bjornford, though, he's been very good I mean, he's shown a lot of promise moving on from the Super Elite League and a bit of time in the SHL last season to the AHL and even getting three games in the NHL. But I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't make it just because of how strong this team is. Now, one of the most intriguing um, players, I would say, would be Matthias Norlander, who was an overager um, draft pick in the fourth round, I believe, by the Habs last... Oh, sorry, in the third round by the Habs last season. Because, you know, when you look at the defense right off the bat for Team Sweden... I don't think Norlander makes it, just because it's such a strong unit. I mean, you even look past Soderstrom and Broberg. You've got Rasmus Sandin, who I believe is still eligible. There are a lot of strong players there. And then you look at Norlander, who's been very good playing in the Alzevensk in the season, but is he good enough for that top six or top seven to be one of those defenders? I don't think so. But what I do think is, you can put him in as a forward. I mean, he's shown promise playing. He's actually was put in on the wing at times throughout the season. So I definitely think that, you know, he has the kind of skill that he could be that seventh defenseman or maybe, you know, 13th forward that you have that could play in kind of either role if there's an injury or something like that. I think he does make the roster, but I think that, you know, he will be a very versatile player for that team.
0: Right. And speaking of versatility, the Americans bring just that. Looking at USA Hockey's roster going into the World Juniors now, uh, they are the rivalry to Hockey Canada and um, Team Canada on its own. Uh, How do we feel about them going into this year's competition? Uh, What what do we like? What don't we like? And uh, what impact might that make uh, when this competition rolls around? Well, I mean, we saw last year at the draft, it was probably the best class for
1: Americans that we've seen in a long time, possibly even ever. And yes, Jack Hughes pretty much will almost certainly will not be on this team. However, you're looking, you're getting a roster with Trevor Zegras, Alex Turcock, um, Cole Coffee, uh Condre Miller, Cam York, Spencer Knight, Dustin Wolf. That is just a solid roster all around. And that is someone I'm really excited to see. And somebody who I feel like is forgotten about a lot when you think of the US is Arthur Kaliev. I mean I had him in the first round last year in the top 10 uh, and obviously fell to 33rd overall to the Kings but he is one of the best probably top three players if not the best in the OHL right now I mean he's a goal scoring um, superstar right now he could put up points like the best of them he is going to be a player that is going to have a lot of responsibility on this team because you know People commented last year thinking he was just lazy and stuff like that. But, again, that wasn't the case. Uh, Kalia found a game that worked for him, and he knew exactly what to do as that kind of sniper role that was just getting in position. You know, so people compared him to Kessel as being lazy, but that's just not his game. He could play at a fast, high pace, but he knows how to find... Um, he knows how to read the play and know exactly where to be and do whatever works best where he knows he's going to find that back of the net. And I think, you know, you look at a team with the big names such as Cole Caulfield and Trevor Zgrass and Alex Turcott, but Kaliev will be a big part of this team. And another thing to think about is the goaltending. I mean, Spencer Knight, I think, is the team's starting goaltender for sure. But then there's Dustin Wolf, who has been one of the best goaltenders in the WHL for the past and I think he's definitely the team's backup goaltender. You look at who could be the third string goaltender, and that's where it gets a little uh confusing. I think that we might see Drew Camesso, who is a um, playing for the USDP right now and is 2020 is a 2020 draft eligible player. I think we may actually see him be the third string goaltender. I mean, he's had some trouble early on this season, but he started to, you know, solidify his game all around.
0: Right. And I think because of that, uh, we are in for one hell of a competition, uh, when the world juniors officially begins, um, again, it's going, like you said, we've got a whole list of names here, USA hockey stack, Canada stack Germany's got a couple of great players as of Russia, Finland is coming in strong with their own bolstered roster. There's no telling, uh, just, just who makes it here. They're difference makers. I mean, they're impeccable in their own ways. Um, there's so much you could say about them. You've re- and I mean, you've really hit the nail on the head here. Uh, and talking about Arthur Kalia, we've seen him perform in Mississauga against the Steelheads for the Bulldogs. He knows how to position himself properly uh, to get those goals in the net. And he could be a difference maker for Team USA as a native of New York. Um Really, the, the, the names just go on and on and on, and there's there, there's no telling. And that's what's so special about this holiday edition of hockey is we get to see the future of uh, hockey, the next generation, see what they can do, and see what there is that we can expect when these guys are signed to the NHL. That being said, this is our first of several episodes uh, leading up to the World Junior Championship. And with that in mind, thank you so much for taking the time and for, for more of our World Juniors coverage. Uh, be follow... Feel free to follow David Sis on Twitter, as he'll be writing up uh, lots of coverage leading up to the World Juniors. As you should be starting seeing them in the next couple of days, from thepuckauthority.com, David Sis and Justin Levine.